0: How do you think that, because um, you talk about it in your book, what is the best way today for a leader to maintain their mental health? What's up everybody? Welcome or welcome back to Sensation Nation. I'm super excited about today's episode where we're talking about one of my favorite books that I read and I'll get into it a little bit more, but it is called Air Power, not spelled the way that you might be thinking, but a different way. And the guest that I'm bringing on is someone that I hold near and dear to my heart, someone that I call friend. He is a great mentor. He is my educational agitator. He keeps me going and he pushes me and says, Hey, where's that book? that you're supposed to be writing, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, He mentors me in in, uh, a lot of ways. The interesting part about uh, this relationship that I have uh, with this gentleman I'm about to introduce is I've actually only physically met him once. Like we've only physically met once, but it feels like we talk all the time, because six months can go by and we can pick up the conversation and just kind of keep it going. The reason I was able to even have interaction with this gentleman was because I, as a prior enlisted member, became an officer. And I didn't know anything about being an officer, even though I had experience in the military. And I just happened to stumble across the book that you see behind me. And it's Eight Basic Habits of Exceptionally Powerful Lieutenants. And I was like, oh man, this is really good. And it's teaching me how to actually be a good officer without any biases. I've read the book literally in a day. I got to the end of it and I saw the contact information in there. And when I saw that contact information, I reached out to him and said, hey, I really liked your book. It helped me. Next thing you know, I ordered an entire box for all the junior officers on my base. And we did a mentoring session and all this history from there. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the show, Bob Vasquez chief master sergeant retired welcome to the show
1: hey brother how you doing <laughs> man after that a huge introduction I don't think we have time for any questions
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know I've been I couldn't even sleep last night because I was thinking about how I wanted to make sure that I introduced you because you know you deserve nothing but the absolute best and I want to make sure I give you the best so how's it going for you
1: good good you know and uh, we're getting i'm getting to a, an age where i don't even remember this morning after i was doing my 140th uh, push-up i said oh crap i gotta I gotta do this uh, podcast with, uh, <laughs> uh, with the major so uh you'll get there give it about 50 years you'll understand and you'll say yeah chief knew exactly what he was talking about <laughs> that's uh it's a blessing to be awake man i tell you that
0: i believe it and, and the fact that you uh said you woke up doing all those push-ups this morning i feel subpar i need to step it up and I need to step my game up a little bit.
1: Man, you should have never quit. You're a Marine, man. I thought Marines <laughs> did like 150 an hour or something, you know, every 15 minutes.
0: Well, you know, I, from time to time, I get caught sleeping at the position of attention. The alarm clock goes off. I do a left <laughs> face and I, you know, turn off the alarm and all
1: that good stuff. Yeah. So listen. You still, you still use an alarm clock? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I quit using an alarm clock about 30 years ago. I, so I'm, up, just, I'm up at 0, 300, man. No matter you just what, wake up.
0: You just wake up naturally, huh? I just wake up. Nice. I just wake up. Very yeah, but, see, see, but see, but that's I, what that's why I have you as a mentor to help yeah, me well, with stuff
1: like that. And the reason uh, that I've done that so for so long is I got to get up and make sure that my lieutenants are okay because I got to wake them up, you know. And uh, it used to be, I get, I just walk in and get up, but. <laughs> Things have changed, so now you got to go bring the little biscuit and some tea, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant. Come on, sir, sir, ma'am. Come on, it's time to get uh, to to wake up and and uh, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, <laughs> see, changed, see, see,
0: you know, great officers are developed by great senior NCOs, and yeah. I know that you're going to talk about this a little bit. There's all types of jokes out there. You can't spell lost without Lt. You know all that other good uh, stuff. You know, yeah. but every every. I will tell you the biggest piece of advice that I got when I commissioned was as soon as you get to your unit, find yourself a good senior NCO and attach yourself to them. And uh, that cannot be better advice. And so I will tell you again, thank you for being such a great mentor to me now with your book air power, right? You wrote this book with a lot of information. Uh, tell me, tell me why, first of all, why did you write this book in particular?
1: Well, the way it happened is that, uh, I was at the Air Force Academy. I started teaching there in uh, 2022, 20, 2002. And uh, we had these uh, workshops for all of our cadets. Every year, every separate year, they had a, a workshop that uh, that they'd have to go to. It was mandatory. And uh, I just got uh, there and I was at the, the, the seniors, we call them firsties their workshop and this gentleman who was really incredibly smart and a philosopher and all that stuff is talking to them about plato and socrates and mm-hmm. all that kind of that stuff and i just retired from military you know from active duty after 31 years and uh, and i'm wondering why are they t- you know they're about to become lieutenants and we're talking about philosophy mm. why are we doing that you know we, we should be talking to them about how to be a good uh, leader of enlisted people because as you know Lieutenants, if they lead anybody, is enlisted people. Uh, so uh, literally, uh, uh, sir, I just I took a napkin. I wish I had kept the napkin because that would have been a really cool artifact. But I took a napkin and I wrote down the things that I uh, that I thought were important, which are in the book. Uh, and there, there were seven of them. I got seven of them. Now, I'm uh, what you might call Native American, or half of me, um, Yaki. And in the culture, uh, the number four is a sacred number. Mm. So there were seven of these, and I said, "Man, I got to come up with the fourth one." Uh, of the so then that's twice, right? Uh, four plus four is eight, and I talk about that in the book. So um, so I came up with the eighth one later, but nonetheless, I, I got those those ideas that it literally you know, on a, a little napkin saying these are the things a lieutenant should know to be able to lead me, my people, as enlisted people, and uh, and then I started. Thinking about how to get it, you know, and that, so that was the, the outline of the of the book. And that was, has been pretty popular. Now, I, I don't want to sound like I'm pitching anything, but I am pitching. Uh, Air Power 2.0. Is I know. Out. I need pitching.
0: to, I, I, you already scolded me as I, a good will, senior NCO would. I need to upgrade. This book that I have behind me, it's a great book, but yeah. it, it needs a software upgrade or hardware upgrade because I don't have 2.0. I need to get it. Tell us about what? it.
1: Well, and I got to be honest with you, man. you disappointed me twice. Uh, <laughs> I got once, one more time. Once you defected, <laughs> you became an officer. I said, why? You could have been a great, you could have been a chief. But no, you, disfe- you defected. And then when I talked to you uh, lately, you said you don't have the new. Business. I know. I, said, I know. How can know. that be, man? I so, know. So uh, uh, hopefully you'll fix that in the next few days. I will. Absolutely. But, uh, but anyway, uh, Air Power 2.0, what I did, uh, sir, was I, I updated it it's the, the, what's in that original book is in the new book, only there's more stories, there's more ideas. It's like the the last one, uh, uh, habit number eight, hang on tight, find an enlisted mentor, like you just said, that a lieutenant needs to do. But I got to thinking after I wrote that, uh, you know, and it's been, what, 15, 16 years since I wrote that, where, where do you, where does a lieutenant find an enlisted mentor mm-hmm. now maybe in the shop we hope in the shop but that doesn't always happen uh, and in my day i know you're too you're too, you're too young to know this but as a, a young master sergeant as a senior as a first sergeant i used to we used to have the enlisted club we had the officers club mm-hmm. oh, where yeah. are you going to find enlisted people at the enlisted club so lieutenant come here stand right here and when you see a, a, an enlisted a senior a master sergeant or a, a first sergeant or whatever that's, that comes out of there that you think you might connect that's where you found them that ha- doesn't happen anymore as you know sir that's right it's 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 mixed up you, you walk in the club i don't do it anymore uh for because of my uh, uh my heritage mm-hmm. uh, you, you you give this uh, engine some fire water man he'll start scalping people so, <laughs> so i don't i don't need that stuff but no alcohol for this engine but anyway um uh, so the the clubs are now mixed up and you, you walk in, I walk in, they're all, they all look like sure. babies to me, you know? Yeah. So I don't know the difference. Is that an enlisted guy? Is that an officer? Right, right, right. So, yeah, let uh, me,
0: let me, let me ask you a real quick question because you bring about an interesting point because this podcast has, I hope it will have uh, various types of listeners and viewers. And, and so it may not make sense to some people to, to us. We understand, right. You know, as yeah. an officer, you could be a brand new officer, second Lieutenant O one. And the moment you walk into your organization in your unit, you're, you're outranking outranking uh, a, a vast majority of, of the folks in your unit being the enlisted folks. However, yeah. however, you don't know much yet. Right? right. So why, if I'm looking at this or I'm watching this, why would someone who has a high rank uh, be seeking someone of a a junior rank to be their mentor? I just want to make sure that we make that make sense for the people that don't understand the military.
1: Well, I, I think ba- mostly it's because of the experience. The you know, and you're right. I tell when I was at the Air Force Academy, I would tell those brand new or about to become lieutenants when you get out there remember that you don't know anything that airman with two stripes has been in three or four years and mm-hmm. knows a whole heck of a lot. he knows where the stuff is she right. knows where the stuff is so you're not gonna do anything without that that person so keep that in mind be humble and learn from them you know and also I've, I've been gosh since I wrote the book I've often been out and uh, done workshops with enlisted people on the mm-hmm. book to tell them, look, take these things and help that lieutenant. Don't be uh, expecting him or her to be looking for you because they, they don't know what they're looking for. You know, they don't know what they don't know. So you as an enlisted person, go find them, seek them out. You can see them, you know, they're walking around like what the hell, you know, and uh, <laughs> they come under your wing, right? Get them, That's give right. them a copy of the book. And this is a good start. It's not all there is to it, of course, mm-hmm. but of it's course. a good start, you know, uh, uh, get a haircut yeah, boss. So let me tell you, uh, because I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to tell you a story. Tell some stories. Let's uh, go. I'm uh, I'm in my little cube at the, at the Air Force Academy, and the, the cadets, when they graduate, get 60 days of leave. Rightfully so. You can argue with me. I'll win. But they deserve <laughs> this 60 days of leave. They go off to exotic places. Sure, sure. So, uh, and we have what they call casual lieutenants that hang out with us, come back because they're waiting for UPT or whatever. So we had one that we were waiting, and I knew him, worked with him when he was a cadet. He shows up and uh <laughs> it was interesting what he looked like cuz he had mutton chops you know the big uh, <laughs> the big, the big fat ones yeah. yeah yeah and a big old huge mustache and this was before they were allowed i think yeah, non- yeah. whatever i, I can't uh,
0: grow one if i try yeah <laughs> i
1: know what you mean but uh anyway uh in a bag you know and uh, really he needed a haircut and all that stuff so he walks in hey chief i'm back and uh i see you're back and uh <laughs> And just as I'm about to admonish him, in fact, uh, there's a master sergeant who works for us, John Grijalva, I'm about to call him to fix this because he's, a, he's uh, active duty. I'm just a retired you know, uh, civilian. So anyway, as I'm about to do this, uh, we get a call from upstairs that the three-star, the superintendent, is on her way across the terrazzo. Oh, and wow. we're going to meet in about fifth, well, five minutes because that's how long it would take her. So everybody mustered. So let's get over there. Uh, so we don't have a chance to get over there other than to get over there so mm-hmm. I don't I don't get a chance to correct him as she walks in three star walks into the uh, the room guess who's right there the first person oh gosh this lieutenant and he's smiling you know it's his first day back on, you know, on active duty and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and she looks at him up and down and she says Nice mustache. <laughs> it and wasn't a compliment. Said, it, well, he didn't realize that. So he's still beaming. We sit down. We do the, the meeting. After the meeting, we're walking out. And uh, and he says, did you hear that, Chief? She said, nice mustache. I said, LT, that's not what she meant. That's not what she meant at all. Not at that's all. Right. And, uh, and I called the Master Sergeant, Grihava, come here. Is this in rig? Ooh, ooh, he was a cop. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You could feel the yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, and he corrected him. He said, "LT, you need to go shave. You need to get those things off. You need a haircut." Blah blah blah. And and he did. The, the LT was good enough. He just didn't know any better, like I said. Yeah, and as, and as uh, that... we corrected him. You know, he had a chief helping him. He had a master sergeant helping him. Good. So he was stellar after that because you know he he just didn't know any better. That was because so,
0: of like, your mentorship, though.
1: Well, well, uh, yeah, sure. Because sure. if, if you think about it, like you know, there's a
0: huge difference. Uh, And I know I know I'm stating the obvious here, but there's a huge difference between education and experience. Um, Now, I say that, but I also want to make sure that I touch on the fact that uh, we need to make sure that we clear the assumptions that enlisted people don't have the education. Correct. Enlisted folks will have the education and the experience in right. most cases. Uh, it's right. kind of like a, a, a manager of, a, of some factory or something, right? You've got this brand new manager who just comes in with this education and they're running the factory. But you've got folks that have been in the factory, literally running the factory for years. Right. So the manager doesn't right. know anything, you know, so okay. we have to make sure that we rely on the appropriate mentorship, you know, as junior right. officers. There was also a portion in your book. Um, you had lots of words of wisdom in there, and uh, some 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 uh, starting points for discussion in there. And I would imagine in in two once I go get it, it's probably very similar. Um, yeah. And you you had a question there that said something uh, like, "Am I being a thermostat?
1: What what does that mean?" Well, you know, you, in, in the uh, illustration that I use, and this is from one of my friends. Uh, there's a thermostat and a, uh, a thermometer. You know you can your choice is to be one of those things a thermometer uh, uh tells you what the temperature is you know assesses the environment that's how, how i put it uh, and, and there's value in that especially if you don't know but the thermostat controls the environment you have a choice especially as a leader whether it's in the military or not you have a choice of whether you're going to tell people that it's hot or and really, really the, the term that most people would say is it sucks you know what I don't need you to tell me it sucks i know it sucks we, we we don't have to discuss that we all know it or you can be the thermostat and say you know it may suck but let me change the temperature let me change the environment let me do things to make it better right and right. and people followers will accept that and they'll follow that because you're interested in making things better it's like the you've heard uh boss uh, people don't like change that's stupid otherwise we would stay the same we would never progress we would never you know, it's dumb. We, sure. we do, it's not that we don't like change, is that we don't like to be changed. Oh. We don't like somebody to come and tell us from now on, you're gonna, from now on, Major, you're gonna have to wear a mustache. But boss, I look really back at this, but no, from <laughs> right. now on, we're all wearing mustaches. That that would suck. Right, right? absolutely. Uh, literally, And uh, but the thermostat would say, hey, let's change the environment. How do we change things? How do we, change is different. Progress
0: is better. I like it.
1: Let's go for progress. Let's change this. You know, and progress is going to probably require some change. Uh, Let's change this. Uh, You know, we don't really want to do that because we've done it this way all the time Mm, for 30 mm. years. Let's make it better. I'm in. Oh, uh, man. What do you need? What do I need to do to make it? Cause now we're, you know, we're, we've got a, a, a different perspective, a different vision, not just, I, I don't know about you. And, and I know your, 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 lovely bride is a wonderful lady, but if she comes in and says, Hey, uh, let's just move the furniture. Okay. You'll do it because otherwise she'll kill you. <laughs> but, <laughs> of course, <laughs> but you're not going to be all in for that. Right. Uh, she may come in and say, Hey, how, how about if we had a, you know, the ambiance is different the whatever. There's a better reason. It's better. If right. you do it this way, you know, every time you walk into the, the that room, you hit your knee on, on the sofa. How about like, let's get a new sofa? Right. No, okay, kidding. baby. Right, you know right, right, what I'm right, saying? Right, that's right. progress, not just change. Yeah. So, you know, I think that thermostat uh, uh, thermometer thing, that that's where the value is that you can just tell people it sucks and nobody will care. I like or you it. You can talk about helping them, asking them, especially a leader asks, boss. Not tells, a manager tells because a manager uh, is expected to do things to make processes work, mm. all that kind of stuff. That's management. But a leader is going to ask, uh, one of the most important questions a leader asks is, how are you? By the yeah. way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a book because I mm. started writing this book like you about uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> and it's, uh, <laughs> it's called Four Questions Leaders Ask now when you see the title you're going to see you're going to say wait a minute he misspelled four because it's for and uh and there's a reason because it's focused on relationships Mm. Mm. four questions focused on relationship Mm. questions that leaders ask now what's missing is you Get it F-O-U-R- I, F-O-U-R- I, I, I love you? I it. it. You get it? See, okay. you're,
0: you're, you're just like schooling me here. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> this guy, he's like oh, a whole new level, a whole new yeah. level. I <laughs> like the fact that you even bring up the fact about, you know, the relationships aspect, because you had another uh, point in your book about it was actually a question that you posed. Like, how much do I know about my troops, families? And yeah. and so this is just the more we talk, the more questions that, you know, come to mind. And, and so I want to ask you a question that uh, literally is occurring to me right now. How do you think that being an extrovert versus an introvert, and in my opinion, neither of them are bad, um, but how do you think one can be of benefit? One can probably be a disadvantage when it comes to getting to know your troops and their families, you know, because more introverts would probably, I don't want to talk to people, you know, that kind of thing, right? So, what's your thought on that?
1: Uh, I'm an IMB. uh... What is it? The MBTI. Sorry. Yeah. MBTI. Uh, uh, MBTI. Uh, I've been an instructor. I'm certified and all that kind of stuff. Uh, not not certifiable, but certified. <laughs> and, well, certifiable too. But anyway, uh, in that learning to do that and the way I teach it, you know, it, it, we're we all have a little bit of that. But with uh, in particular with MBTI, it's that you prefer to be introverting you or extroverting you mm. just prefer that that doesn't mean you can't do it i worked with in fact the person that introduced me to mbti she was my boss at uh, Ramstein. i was the deputy director for family support and she was the director and uh she she taught me this stuff and she uh, got me certified but uh, she was a mega introvert mm. but when she got on stage you couldn't tell i know i know it, you, you know i've you seen, had to I've seen those you people had, yeah you're, you're trained you train yourself, if nothing else, to do it, and then you do it. It's not that you prefer that. Uh, she would go back in her office immediately after we did the, the presentation uh, because that's what she would prefer, and, and one-on-one and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and, and there's value in both of that, uh, boss. You, you know, the, the introverts all, most of the time, at least in my experience, are listening. They're paying attention. They're learning. They're they're like a sponge, picking up on all of this stuff. Uh, if you're a good leader, you'll find those people and then develop a relationship so that it's strong enough, uh, trust, uh, trustful enough that they'll tell you what they thought, what they because they won't tell you just outright. the The extroverts won't shut up. You know, you got to shut them up. <laughs> but they but they didn't learn a lot because they were talking. You know, right. and you can't really learn a lot when you're talking. So, but but those extroverts are the ones that often are the ones that can get it done. Right. You know, if right. you can connect, connect the introverts with the extroverts. Let the extroverts go do it, but help help the introverts teach them because they're the ones that really have the the, the capacity to understand more than just go do. You know. Yeah, so that's there's, that's there's, knowing your people. You have to yes, know your people yeah. and
0: how to utilize their
1: skills and their talents. Exactly. And with your family, you know, I have two daughters and they're opposites. One of them is a basically prefers being an extrovert mm-hmm. the other one the world could end and she wouldn't care you know? <laughs> uh, when, when they were young uh the worst thing tessa is my extrovert the, and that's what i call her but not it's not really you know all that's not all she's she's introverting sometimes right. but uh, as an extrovert when she did something and we had to punish her the way to punish her was send her to her room uh, oh no dad go to your room oh the world is gonna end because she's in a room by herself right on right, the other right. hand at least i remember one time i uh, we Punished her. Go to your room. Okay. (laughs) Uh, An hour later, Deb asks, Where's Elise? Oh, I don't know. I sent her to her room about three hours ago. (laughs) Well, maybe you should check on her. I go upstairs, check her. Oh, hi, Dad. She's doing Barbie. She she doesn't care. (laughs) Perfectly fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Punish me some more, you know. that's awesome. Hey,
0: listen, the thing so is, you
1: know, balance, that's the key, boss. Balance. Yeah. You know, balance. And that doesn't mean 50-50. It's going to change constantly. Well, sometimes I need that introverting person, the one that's listening all the time. Yep sometimes I need the extroverting person, sometimes I need them both, you know, so it's it's balance.
0: Yeah, I can relate to to the uh, scenario you mentioned earlier about getting on stage and you can't tell, you know, things like that. I think that's a good example of transformational leadership and that's not necessarily in my opinion anyway, changing who you are but I do feel like sometimes we have to be a chameleon and read the room, know what kind of people you're leading because uh, even when we're, you know, doing, I like to say, uh, corrective actions um, sometimes versus punishment or discipline in some cases, but sometimes when we do corrective action we have to know that one size doesn't fit all like i know i'm the type of person where i'm going to beat myself up more than anybody else can yeah. right and you have to understand the kind of people that you're leading and so i i consider myself to be an extrovert with introvert tendencies uh, i can get out there and do all this good stuff like the stuff we're doing right now but i'll need a nap later to recharge my battery yeah. and, you yeah. know that kind of well, thing
1: from what i hear that's
0: old age i like to say i like to tell people
1: i'm not old you're just young yes <laughs> the uh, but again with even with the balance you know that is uh, situational
0: mm-hmm.
1: like uh, i worked with a, a chaplain a retired chaplain greg tate love him dearly but he always uh, kept saying that chief is really an introvert and i i'd always tell him well you know doing what i did at the academy i had to be in front of the cadets i had to be an extroverting leader and, and all that kind of stuff instructor and all yeah but when that was done i'd come home and Deb would tell me, you know, it's funny because you love being around people, but mm-hmm. when we come home, you know, we are, I I know my neighbors, I, I don't really hang out with them. I don't want this is my place. Uh, you know, this is my uh, uh, where I recover. From all of that stuff that I do mm-hmm, out there, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a balance, you know. And, sure. And, and even uh, you know, when I go on the road, uh, yeah, I go out to speak and workshops and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I want to be by myself. Absolutely. You know, people invite you, you know, hey, let's go have drinks. No, I want I don't drink. You don't want me scalping your people. <laughs> uh, but the number two, I just want to be by myself so that I can regain what I gave. I hear you. Now, you know, you know, it's interesting too, to
0: hear, you know, your perspective on things. And because of, I'll I'll say because of your wisdom and your experience, not your age, (laughs) but you you know, things, I can still kick your butt. (laughs) I I believe that actually. (laughs) So, so things change, people change, times change. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the spectrum of things like people going, oh, my God, these young people don't understand how it used to be. And then you've got the people that are probably like, oh, you guys just don't understand the new times. And and, and it's kind of like one one different perspective from another. Um, with that, I would imagine from what I can tell, there's a lot of pressure. We're talking about how to be a good lieutenant, right, how to be a good officer, how to be a good leader. But I feel in today's times, not to say that there weren't back then, but I think they're different pressures today to lead. So with that, how do you think that, um, because you talk about it in your book, what is the best way today for a leader to maintain their mental health?
1: Well, and and, and you know, we've several years ago, and I uh, learned this from uh, Dr. Stephen Covey decades ago about the four pillars, you know, the physical fitness, mental fitness, emotional fitness, relationship fitness, spiritual fitness. Uh, there's four, that was five, but I don't know how to count. Anyway, <laughs> um, again, going back to balance, sir, you know, you have to do all of those things. You have to maintain that balance, but that doesn't mean 25% each for four of them. You know, sometimes, like I just said, it's 30% here and 20% over here, 10% over here, but 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 the, the more you, uh, Invest and it is an investment, especially as you get older. You're going to understand this. Uh, the more you invest yourself in those things, the better you'll be, and be able to to balance them. Uh, one of the and I retired retired two retirements mm-hmm. uh, last February, not this past one, but in '22, and uh, I need to borrow since, some
0: money from you because you're getting like several <laughs> checks.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut up. Uh, the one of the good things about it is that. I've, I've been able to do more of what i couldn't do but i needed to do before sure. and that's I, I i work out physically uh six days a week on average uh for about an hour and a half every day mm-hmm. and uh, you know i don't well i, I don't know what's uh 40 times four is 160 push-ups a day uh, when i do that alternate and then mm-hmm. i do other things but the physical pit, fitness part you know uh, like if i have to maintain that or else It'll atrophy, man, and you, mm. faster than you can even imagine. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're hurting for this and that, and, you, and and you know, you go to the doc and the specialist, and they'll tell you, well, maybe at the core, you got to do the core stuff, the sit-ups and all that kind of stuff. Well, if you don't, you're gonna get it's gonna hurt, you know, right. cause it's all connected. Right. So, uh, mentally, I read I read 100 books last year. Mm. Uh, spiritually, I'm, you know, I pray uh, all the time. Uh, relationships now, unfortunately, goodness I, and. You know, we're going to blame COVID for it, but I'm not on the road as much as I like. Anybody who's listening would like to invite me to speak. Uh, I'm available and affordable, and uh, <laughs> you know we can work things out. But uh, but I do get back up to the academy and see the the youngsters every once in a while, and we do a lot of podcasting and a lot of uh, uh, Zooming and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but, but but all those four things, those four areas, you know, you, you, you need to maintain them. And the sooner you start doing it the sooner you'll develop a habit remember back then eight mm-hmm. basic habits habits yep. if you if you if it's habitual you know and I I'm not justing I'm up at three at zero three hundred now I could go to, uh, to bed at nine but six hours is it. I can't, if I sleep more than six hours, six hours in one minute, my back kills me. I see. Can't do it. I got you know, And I automatically, I don't use an alarm clock. I just, I'm up. You're the, just, the stay, you just staying active. You gotta stay active
0: because yeah. as with anything, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Now you, yeah. you're obviously using your brain. You're just filled with knowledge, which is why I'm happy we're, we're able to share it here with everybody that's listening and watching. So you mentioned you read a hundred books last year, which is absolutely insane. So let me ask you this, how many books have you written? Uh, and how long have you been writing?
1: I, well, I don't remember what it, that was supposedly my first, that was my for, first book published. The first book I ever wrote was called, So You Want to Be the Chief.
0: Hmm.
1: And uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting thing because I wrote that, I sent it to AU Press to see if they would publish it. And they said, nah, not good enough, whatever. And that, that's fine. I'm not dissing them. Uh, and then that book, I sent the manuscript to General uh, uh, Stephen Lorenz I don't know if you remember him, he I was uh a, 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 a AU commander at the time, three three star, and I had worked for him before when he was a colonel and a wing commander and I was his, com- uh, com- his command chief, that's what they call it now, senior enlisted advisor, and I was part time. Uh, but anyway, we had a relationship. It's funny how it happened. So, um, and really, who the, the person who guided me toward that was Fogelman, because he's a, uh, got an introduction. Uh, General Fogelman, who I think was the best chief of staff we ever had. Mm. But anyway, and there's a story there. But anyway, he encourages me, send it to Lorenz. So I do. And uh, this is like November that I send it to him. And then I go on a vacation, December. Uh, uh, civilians call it vacation, otherwise known as leave. <laughs> but um, I go off, and then I come back to my office. And my phone is like uh, the, the little light is going crazy, and it's maxed out with messages. Uh, so I uh, I go to the first one, and the message says, "Chief, this is Lorenz. We're publishing your book." Click. Oh wow, wow. Okay, okay, Well, that's Lorenz, man. If you know Lorenz, that's the way he, he, he he's not. He's pretty direct, and he got it. That's it. Wow. Uh, and all the rest of the messages are were messages from colonels saying, "Lorenz said." Blah, blah, blah. So, I'm working, you know, so all these colonels are making it happen because Loren said to make it happen. Wow. So it did. It wow. did. Uh, so, uh, whenever, uh, so, and I can't remember, 2005, I think, 2006 is when we published that uh, finally. But I had written, So You Want to Be the Chief prior, and it just kind of died until my number one protege, uh, Chief Master Sergeant, now retired, uh Jose Lugo Santiago, uh, calls me up. He's, uh, you know, we're talking and he says you know that book should be published and blah 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 I said yeah but you know you you know, whatever and he says okay I'll get back to you so he started a company W A J Waybooks uh public uh, publishing uh Waybooks Press is the name of the company so that he could publish my books. Nice. said, wow. hey, you know, hold my beer and watch this. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, so that was the first book that uh, Waybook Press published, uh, So You Want to Be the Chief. So like I said, I, I wrote that before, but it didn't get published until this one, uh, until after uh, Air Power. So uh, I, I I guess uh, 2003 is when I started uh, writing. And, uh, and I've got right now on Amazon, there are 13 books available. Wow. Uh, you can just search for my, you know, Vasquez, Bob Vasquez, and you find them, and I, I, I've I, got two more that are coming out uh, within the next couple of months, and my goal was, and it, it usually is four, like I said, it's sacred, so uh, I plan to do another one so that I'll have four for this year, maybe more, depending on how, if I can find time and, you know, oh my uh, inspiration and all that kind of stuff, so. Oh, man. Uh, the next one is coming out. Now, this one you're going to dig, I think, uh, this is called War Stories. Now, I have a book called War Stories already, uh-huh. Wisdom wisdom Acquired Randomly. I think that's how we gain r- wisdom, randomly. We don't go out look, uh, looking for wisdom. I want to be wise now. Right, 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 right. just learn, experience uh, knowledge and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, so the uh, book that will I hope will be out in May is called War Stories, Wisdom Acquired Randomly, What I Learned at the Air Force Academy Without Ever Graduating. Yeah. So these are stories, because I'm a storyteller, these are stories of things that happened. You know, we met there at the NCLS, uh, all the things on the terrazzo, you know, just stories that taught me a lesson of some sort. The one that I just finished, or I, I just edited this morning, was pretty powerful, I think. And it has to do with Chad Hennings. You may uh, remember yeah, Chad yeah. Hennings. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 2008 graduate, I yep. think, I can't remember. Uh, went on to, be, to fly uh, A-10s. Mm-hmm. Yep. In combat, I mean, this is a, war, a real warrior. And then he uh, won three Super Bowls with yep. the America's team, man. Yep, yep, I'm talking know, about the know, team. I know. That, look, look at this. <laughs> look at this. Okay? I know, I know. America's team, the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, incredible man. And he is an incredible man, uh, leader of character, truly. Mm-hmm. So um, one day I'm, I'm going on, on the terrazzo and I see one of my favorite uh, cadets, Gilberto Perez uh who reminded me so much of my brother still does he, he reminds mm. me so much of, and i love him dearly but anyway we get to talking and he and he he asked me how am i how am i doing and i said i'm not so good man he said what what, what can i do for you he says uh, and i tell him my brother rick is dying he's got cancer and mm. he's not good and he's not good i'm not good it's just you know mm. and he has a brother who he loves dearly so he understood and, uh, and I told him, we got to talking about the Cowboys and all that. And he said, oh, really? You, uh, you know, Chad Hennings his uh, a graduate, and he's a Cowboy or was a Cowboy. Three uh, Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he said, I know him personally, Chief. How about I call him and ask him to call your brother? Oh, man. You, you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine what, what I felt like. I know. Sure, sure. And I, You know, maybe, okay, whatever. And, uh, and then we go up. Well, the, and I used to call Rick every Saturday morning. So I call Rick this next Saturday morning. He's just pinging, hey Bob, Bob, Bob. You're not going to believe who called me, uh, Chad Henning's. How do you know? <laughs> uh, I just guessed, Rick. You know, I just. Uh, I actually got to see him
0: speak when I when I came to Colorado. He's he's actually an yeah. amazing leader. And you have a uh, you you were gracious enough to invite me on your podcast um, uh, a couple of years ago. C-
1: can you tell us about your podcast? Now, I have five of them, I think, something like that. Uh, The one that uh, we, that are really podcasts like this interviews, one of them is called Clock, Creating Leaders of Character. And this is with uh, a young person who I met at NCLS at the Air Force Academy. Uh, She's 20 years old. She's a junior at uh, Texas, University of Texas at uh, Austin. And uh, she was a CAP, a a cadet, uh, Civil Air Patrol cadet. And we wrote a book, we co authored a book uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, we talk about, because, like I said, she's 20 years old and up and coming leader, and I'm an old leader. So, as you were talking about that a little while ago, uh, she provides the the new experience, I provide the old experience. Mm-hmm. This is and that's the, the conversation, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, uh, CLOC. And we talk about how it is, we've been talking about uh, values a lot. Where do you get your values? Well, Mm. well, the way I got my values may be different than what she, how she got her values. So she represents the youngsters and uh, I represent the old I love that. I love that. So, you know, we we, we get the, we have that one going on. And then uh, the other one is called uh, Leaders and Futures, which is uh, Lugo, my number one protege, who is now my publisher and all, and I, and now. and we talk about all kinds of things, how to be a leader. Uh, and he's really, he's got a PhD, so he's really smart. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I smack him every once in a while. <laughs> be respectful. Experience, you, experience. Yes, <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. And and uh, what I enjoy about that, and people who listen uh, tell me, uh, we we banter. I think that's the term. We banter because we don't agree on everything. This the in two weeks there's one there's one that we almost uh argue because i say this is the way i think it is and he says mm-hmm. no this is the way. So but just, that's good though you know, that's a different though. perspective
0: yeah different it's a it's healthy conversation that i yeah. think can you know get to a conclusion that will help yeah. somebody one way or the other for yeah. sure so yeah. let me ask you this so uh with all of this knowledge uh we obviously cannot capture all of it in a podcast session but I, can you just tell the people how they can find you where they can purchase your books what is the best way what best platform for people to contact you for advice mentorship whatever it may be
1: the uh, amazon.com is uh, obviously the the number one place where you can find my all of my books now I do publish on Apple books as well and and you know most people buy Kindle books and all that kind of stuff which is good but you know Apple books is oh it's cool man <laughs> it, it looks better it's just it, it feels better it, I I read my books on Apple Books. Okay. So, just uh, so uh, those are the two uh, major platforms. And um, my uh, website is bobvoskis.com. Pretty simple. B O B, backwards or forwards. You can spell it however you want. B O B V as in Victor, A S Q U E Z. Bobvoskis.com. And there's an email in there. And and my email address is bobvoskis at bobvoskis.com. I picked that specifically so that I, I wouldn't forget it. Not that I'm older. <laughs> it ain't old age, man, it's the altitude. It's just because so, you got so much knowledge in there. I That's do, all. I do, yes. <laughs> I'll make but, sure uh, I
0: drop that contact info in the show notes yeah. for folks to reach out to you as well. Yes, yeah,
1: and I'm, uh, like I say, I I, I enjoy doing workshops, uh, seminars, talks, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I enjoy doing that, I, I'm still uh, available to travel, but I uh, uh, and, and with the technology you know we can do this uh, yesterday i think i did three zooms with uh, people i don't even know where they're at so arkansas dc and shaw air force space all oh, so, over uh, the place yeah and and, and but mr worldwide everybody this is mr worldwide <laughs> yeah, <right here. laughs> yeah pitbull we, uh, high tech will never replace high touch Ooh. It will never replace it. Mm. There's something, it's spiritual, you know, that fourth pillar, uh, the spiritual part of being together, uh, you know, and, uh, but did you mention it or you've said this before, we haven't seen each other in, I don't know, it's 10, a while. 15 years, yeah, it's been a it's long been a time. While, yeah, uh, But, uh, and I can still remember, I can still feel the spirit we had together Absolutely. just being at uh, there in Arnold Hall, uh, you know, just uh, yep. uh, being with each other. Yep. So, there, you can't, uh, you can't substitute for that. So, um, and especially for young leaders because we think we can do it uh via electronics right No, there's a difference can't, can't
0: leave behind a desk you got to get no, up you got to go no. talk to people you
1: can't yeah you can't you can't listen unless you're there that's you right. can hear but you can't listen because the listening process and you you probably know this because you're going to the school uh, but the uh, you know the, the communication process we say is like 95 uh non-verbal mm-hmm. that that's and, you know, yeah, you, I can see your eyes, I can see you nodding, all that, yeah. but that's not the same as feeling that's right, what's coming through. That's so, right. uh, for a young leader, or a new leader, or no leader, if you don't do that, do it because you're going to get a different if you're really not kidding, open to feeling that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you really listen is to the feeling as well as for the words, but uh, there's a difference. And Absolutely, And I call it spiritual. That spirit, we all have it, and we exude it somehow. And if you're a, a good leader, you'll be able to feel it and then go with it. I, I mean, at the academy, we used to I think, it seven deadly answers is what we call them. They can only answer as a four-degree, as a freshman, is mm-hmm. seven ways. Uh, number three is uh, no excuse, sir, which is my favorite. But uh, uh, I go ask them, so how, how are you doing? Uh, Outstanding, sir. That's one of them. No, you're not. I can tell you're not. <laughs> Don't give me that crap. How are you doing? And after, you know, you break the uh, uh, the ice a little bit. Well, let me tell you. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah now yeah. I want, this is what I want to know. My we, like, we like to do that too. And at one of, our, one
0: of the churches we went in, we were yeah. attending. It used to be like, how are you doing? And they are like, I'm fine. Like, no, how are you really doing? And that's yeah. when you really get the truth. Yeah. Now listen, yeah. Chief, I appreciate your time, but I can't let you go yet because I've got to take you through my fast round of 10 fun questions. I always like to end on a fun note and uh, it's called, what's your preference? And you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? And so in this first question, I want you to think in terms of stuff like pineapple, for example, when it comes to pizza, do you prefer fruit or no fruit?
1: Uh, Pineapple uh, is not a fruit. (laughs) Oh, uh uh-oh. I don't think. Now now you're gonna have to go do a Google. (laughs) Now I gotta (laughs) Uh, go. uh, I've been with my lovely bride at 45 wonderful and fulfilling years for 45 mm. years. Mm. She likes uh, pineapple. And so uh, I don't care what anybody says. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Oh, because, I because she says so. I, <laughs> I, I don't even you, eat and
0: you And you have, to, you have to go by that. Exactly. Num- number two, basketball. I don't know how much of a basketball fan you are, but if you were, Michael Jordan
1: or LeBron? Who's the greatest player? Oh, Michael Jordan w- w- way... LeBron plays well, but Michael Jordan is, a, I think, a, a great person of character. And uh, it has not nothing to do that. Deb, Deb my wonder, wonderful, lovely bride of uh, 45 wonderful and fulfilling years, is from Charlotte. <laughs> I'm starting to see a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Maybe you go, are. Let, let me get her in here. Maybe you should ask her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, So books. You've written a lot. You've read a lot.
1: When it comes to books, do you prefer audio or paperback? I don't do audio at all. Okay. You know, cause, and, uh, now what, one of the things that people have suggested is uh, with, with, uh, especially air power that I should do an audio book because the, I guess the trend is you guys, you youngsters will listen to it while you're driving while you're
0: running, driving. Or, yeah. I would, I would like to hear your voice when I'm taking a, fi- when I'm doing a 5k.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what people tell me. So I may do that, but that's a lot of work by the way. You yeah, I know. I know. And, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, you're already distracted enough driving. You don't need me. You know, you're going to be laughing at me, wondering and <laughs> stuff about me, envisioning this ruggedly handsome chief. So, uh, but, uh, so I don't do, I can't do that. I can't try. I, I'm not a very good, uh, I, I hope I'm a good listener, but not to words. I'd rather listen to, uh, you know, gestures and non-verbals. So, I got uh, you. But, I, but I always, and I, I do have a huge library of actual books, but nowadays, like I say, I, I it's it's a lot more convenient to have a kindle uh and it's actually an ipad that i can you know and i with the with the uh, with the kindle version you can highlight you know and i do this if you want me to put you on my list i can do that but i, I ha- highlight the books that i read and then i send those to a, a group uh, nice. so they can you know they may not have time to read the whole book but at least they got the highlights and they can uh, learn from okay. that
0: so um, well, next question, number four, you've already told me how much, you know, of a physical stud you are. But when it comes to the gym, you prefer leg day or
1: arm day? I'm grateful that I have both. We do the wounded warrior thing up here at the, uh, at the academy every two or three years, whenever the cycle hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's funny because, it uh, it uh, you know, the creator has a plan that's perfect. And it seems like when that happens, people I, I see on Facebook on social media, people complaining about leg day. Then I tell them, I'll meet you at the academy and let me show you someone who does not have legs. <laughs> me, I'm one of them. Yeah. Well, no, no, I no got but sc- you have I, legs. Oh, oh you, know, you mean you
0: mean the, you mean no legs? Oh, deal, okay. for real? For you real? Know? I got you. I got you. Uh,
1: you know, when you when you you appreciate uh, leg day when you see someone who doesn't have legs. You know? I see. So uh, uh, so it, see. I'm glad. And and you know. Uh, so that uh again I, I think I mentioned it earlier as you get older you you have to it takes more work to maintain yeah. this yeah. you know this yeah. vessel yeah. absolutely and it, it i sometimes i oh like a couple of days ago i i i hated it yeah I hated it but yeah. I thought if I don't do this and i and I have a some neuropathy going on so if uh, if I don't do that if I don't exercise yep. the, the 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 whatever it is the, the muscles then i'll pay the price and I hear, uh, yeah. and yeah. you know and like i said it a while ago if you make it a habit now that you do it and it, you know you just enjoy it that's better than that's forcing right. it when when you're 75 years old if you
0: stay ready you never have to get ready i, exactly. I like that i like yeah. that so this next question i'm going to skip because you already gave me an answer and i respect that answer but it was about libations do you prefer a cocktail or wine i already know the answer neither and so i love that uh, number 6 communication text or phone call
1: Uh, zoom zoom oh (laughs) at least with zoom I can see you know the person so there's a little bit more intimacy that way but uh, Texas and and I, I and I do enjoy the the, the voice because you can hear you hear you can under uh, you can listen and understand more through the voice even though you don't see the face. Right. Uh, but uh, texting sometimes you know you just got to text uh, especially like you know with you guys it's it's convenient it's easy you can uh, go back to it any time or answer any time because it's like my my sister sometimes she calls me in the last three days I think she we called each other about six or seven times because we couldn't reach each other. I finally said just text me. Because, you know, I can reply to that anytime, but otherwise we're just uh, playing phone tag, you know. That's right. That's uh, right. I don't have a real preference, but they have their own uh, value. Okay. All right. Travel.
0: Uh, I know you haven't been traveling as much with COVID or whatnot, but when when you're, you know, at your highest with traveling, do you prefer a road trip or do you prefer to take a flight?
1: Again, you know, this depends. Uh, I I enjoy driving and I drive down to uh, New Mexico. That's about 670 some miles to see my mom uh, Mm -hmm. two or three times a year. And I enjoy that because, and and I don't, uh, sometimes people say, ask me, does Deb go with you? And say, well, sometimes she does. Well, who, uh, who drives? Well, I drive halfway. She drives the whole way. Uh, I don't, you know, I crank it up, man. I get my sounds, I crank them up and, there's nobody telling me to turn it down. You know what I'm saying? So uh, at nine hours of that, I can dig it. Uh, not you. all the time. Not all the time. But uh, And then sometimes, you know, somebody invites me to fly out to, to D.C. I'm going out to D.C. in uh, October, I think, to speak at the Hispanic Heritage uh, luncheon, dinner, whatever it is. So nice. Well, guess what? I, I'm, I'm
0: moving to December uh, to uh, D.C. in September. So we'll have to make sure we can. I'll see you there. Yeah. Okay. So attired. Question number eight t-shirt or polo
1: I always prefer a t-shirt. It's more oh, comfortable. More comfortable. But, but then, you know, again being respectful, like today I'm I'm I usually I wouldn't be wearing this. I'd be wearing something less. I, I had to uh,
0: represent the Air Force for you, knowing I, I that I was I was representing, you know, it's going to be Indeed. interviewing the greatness. Yeah. Now, heroes aside from yourself, of course. Do you prefer <laughs> Superman or Iron Man?
1: I, I don't even know who Iron Man is. Uh
0: Superman, it is then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, no. I, I, I tell you what, my superhero is Jesus. Oh, I love so, it. I we love don't want I know we don't want to proselytize, but that's. If I can, I'm going to write a book one day called "Being Jesus." Well, mm-hmm. and I have a a pastor, or a friend of mine to say he's going to help me with it, guide me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But um, there's and there's a story uh, that goes with it. But, you know, and people think when they hear the title, they say, that's sacrilege. You can't be Jesus. Mm. And uh, and I say, well, you know, the only thing that t- Jesus taught us was love.
0: Mm.
1: In mm. The Pharisees in the Bible, it says the Pharisees asked him, what's the most important commandment? He said, love God and love each other. Mm. What else it. is there? What else is there? It. You know, so I think there's a moment in our lives, many moments in our lives where we can be that. We can be yeah. love or hate. And, and you know uh, boss, there's so much hate in this world. Of course. Oh, uh, it's so sad yeah. and it's sickening. I, I see the stories about kids getting killed and parents killing them and, mm. you know, I, I, uh, it, even animals, you know, uh, right. pets, you know, it's like, why, right. why, you know, we should uh, we should be considered that we're blessed of in course. having this. And I've and you know, I, I got two puppies. Uh, one of them's a puppy, the other one's two and a half years old. And uh, sometimes we get pissed off at the, the puppy, but she's... 10 months old. She's not, she doesn't know any better, you know, and mm-hmm. I got to remember this is a, a soul that the creator has b- brought here. And I suspect maybe to guide me. Right. Cause I, you know, I, I've never connected with a, a pet. Like I connected with her. Right. And, uh, when she pisses me off, it's like, no. It's always
0: about love. And then that yeah. takes me to my very last question. Love for the love of music. Do you prefer? Vinyl or digital, if you had to choose.
1: Well, vinyl is is, is much uh, it's smoother, it's sweeter. It's, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, and you know I'm a musician by trade, so I produce plenty of recordings. Yep. Yep. Uh, the digital part is uh, is uh, uh, efficient because, especially in editing, you can do that a lot easier. I do that a lot, you know, with the with the digital Mm -hmm. but it's not but it doesn't feel the same it doesn't sound the same right right as vinyl vinyl is a pain in the butt (laughs) it is it i imagine so those that are and i guess it's coming back from what i understand it is
0: i've got i've got my collection i'm starting to build up i've got a record player and all that good stuff so yeah uh, i think that's some good quality sound well chief Mm -hmm. let me tell you something i am uh I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you for spending time with us on Simpsation Nation. I know you're a busy man. Uh, Everyone's wanting your mentorship. Uh, They want you to be in multiple places. But for you to take some time out with us to share your knowledge and wisdom and uh, give us access to your life and and your writings and just your thought processes, um, I think it's been amazing for me. And I hope that it's been the same for the folks that are watching and listening. So, Chief, I just want to say thank you for taking some time to spend with us.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity. And and I, I do make myself available as much as as I can. So if uh, whoever's listening, whoever's watching, if you need help, let me know. And I may not be able to do it, but I can guide you towards somebody else that does, that can. And uh, awesome. we're all in this together. Yeah, That's right. God bless hey, you, man. Thanks.
0: Thanks a lot. God bless you. And until next time, y'all,
1: I'm out. All in.